your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Golden Knights are halfway to a Stanley Cup title. The VGK juggernaut, as the Panthers' Matthew Kachuk called them, routed the Cats last night 7-2. to The series now shifting to Sunrise, Florida for games 3 and 4. Can the Panthers turn this series around? Or will VGK return to Vegas next Sunday with possession of the Stanley Cup? Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco, along with uh, sing along with Chris, Chris Golick. Uh, we heard you leading the fans last night. My own worst enemy. We heard you. We heard you singing, man. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you doing that. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on our Twitter account at Lockdown VGK at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G, and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. So VGK now with a very sound. Two to nothing series lead. They have made it look easy in each of the first two games. Twelve goals, Chris. That ties a 41-year record set by the 1982 New York Islanders through two games. Amazing. Uh, this was a team that we talked about having issues with scoring in the playoffs historically, although it's a small sample size uh, just uh, through the first five years. But uh, again, for VGK, uh, they get a team effort. So two goals for the former Panther, Jonathan Marshall, so of the Breakfast Club line. And then, uh, of course, hashtag born to haunt, not born to hunt. <laughs> and, and and then uh, we also saw Brett Howden of the Brett Howden line with a couple of goals. And it, the tone again set early. 29 saves by Aiden Hill. And in the game, you know, early on, he stops that breakaway by Carter Verhage, who goes with the backhand. And then back in a few minutes later time, we see Marchessault scoring that first goal. And then it opens up the floodgates. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying just to uh, condense everything there. And I think I'll start with uh, one of my tweets last night. You know, you have your horses, right? They get their first couple races. It's their maiden claimer races. You know, they're in like the ninth race of a card in a in um in a track that there's like twelve people watching, and the the entire pool is like you know twelve k or something like that. Tony, you know exactly what and, I'm talking and only, about. And only and only myself and Shay Theodore's girlfriend were still there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No one was there. Definitely not a lot of people. They all left early. Um, and then you know, horse might win a race or two, and the next thing you know, they're uh you know, in a stakes race, you know, and possibly trying to get up to do the Derby or something like that. Well, this is the Derby right now. And uh, the Florida Panthers through two games again, through two games, given haven't lost at home yet. So we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves, but through two games, they are not in the same weight class as the golden Knights. And for whatever reason that may be, um, you start with Matt Kachuk. He can't finish the game on the ice. Tony, he cannot finish a game on the ice. He's uh Certainly uh, on pace, if he hasn't already set the record for most 10-minute misconducts in a Stanley Cup final, at least by a Kachuk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And we have to talk. You mentioned Matt Kachuk. He does have a goal last night in the game. 
a, a goal that caught VGK off guard because they were going over to the faceoff circle uh, there in the in the defensive zone. It was weird. Like you heard the so nor- I think what threw everyone off the refs normally like once once you get out of, like basically rec and house and travel league like to juniors and stuff. The refs don't blow a whistle when there's a goal because there's usually enough hoopla and fanfare happening. And you heard, like, you saw the ref point, but it came in and out so fast, and he heard the whistle, and the whistle is what threw everyone off. And then Makachuk, uh, I think he got thrown out right after that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he sure did. And let's talk, uh, as you mentioned, Makachuk, um, about the big hit on Jack Eichel. Eichel said he was Great okay. Hit. Great hit. We, we saw that he was off balance. You know, fans... That was not a dirty no, hit. No, definitely not. Uh, it was actually where, and Eichel himself admitted afterwards, he was gassed a little bit towards the end of his shift. Um, he got caught up off balance, and then that's he saw it last second, luckily, so he braced himself a little bit. He said he didn't want to lay down on the ice. Come on, Jack, you deserve some, he deserves some camera time. Just stay there. Well, listen, and then he goes in the tunnel. You don't want Jack. I mean, if he can get off the ice, get off the ice. The it, it took enough energy out of the arena. I mean, the game was what four to two or five. A game was in hand pretty much at that point already. And I don't know, it might have been like four to nothing or something. Whatever the score was at that time, it's irrelevant. Um, but it sucked a lot of energy out of the arena during the intermission. No doubt about that. And if he would have spent you know sixty seconds, ninety seconds, however long laying there on the ice, it would have only taken more energy out so i mean as long as you know his health isn't compromised it was the right thing get off the ice and listen everyone's dog and mac and chuck he came straight off the bench and targeted jack eichel eichel had the puck stop it just stop it right there yeah. um eichel looks like he toe picked his just caught it whatever it was eichel he was going picked, straight yeah. down and mac and chuck did his job on that play we can say whatever we want about mac and chuck we are not going to say anything negative about Makachuk on that play, besides the fact that he hit Jack Eichel, but that's his job. He's supposed to do that, and any player would do the same thing, including Jack Eichel, if Makachuk was was the one that was uh, on his way going down to the ice. This was uh, pond hockey, as Robin Leonard might have uh, termed it, and it was also a man's game. It was bad beer league hockey. It was beer league hockey at the very finest. Uh, and VGK chasing... Sergey Bobrovsky. Now, again, coming into the series, Chris, we did mention that he got off to a really rocky start in the Boston series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he could come back in this series. I was concerned. I was concerned when you when we talked about it. Right, because he gave up a bundle of uh, goals early on. Um, and then last night, he gives up goals on three consecutive VGK shots. Oh, I know it was that. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and they took away his eyes again. Uh, by uh, he's getting screened, and I think two or three of his goals that he gave up, his own players were screening him in front of the net. Uh, you know, again, and then the scouting beaten top shelf again last night, especially the Alec Martinez goal. Hey, just shoot out, March so too. He sniped him, and March so, of course, yes, unbelievable. The scouting job, you have to give some credit to Sean Burke in what they have done there. Uh, in scouting the opposition's goalie too. So this is um it's, this brings me back. So I covered the USA versus Canada women's game at the Dollar Loan Center. Um, I had the pleasure of interv- in- interviewing Sarah Nurse, also Darnell Nurse's cousin, same family, um, after the game, and Sarah scored a goal from basically almost like in the corner. Um, she was at the goal line, just threw it to the nets. So the first thing I said to her 
in the presser. I says, hey, you just put the puck on the net and good things seem to happen. Wasn't sure what to expect. And she said, yeah, that's actually something that we work on. I said, so you're telling me that this was a set play. You purposely threw the puck to the center low like that. And she says, yeah, this is where our goalie coach actually scouts things like that and and tells us, you know, possible, you know, whether it's um, reminds them of high danger opportunities they can create or simply soft spots they can find in a goalie. So, you know, I think a lot of people think the goalie coach, their job is only to help their goalie, the, the goalie on the team they represent. And that's not the case. They're an integral part of trying to pick apart and provide intel, if you will, on how to beat the opposition. And we heard Cassidy mentioned that there was a presentation on Bobrovsky the morning of game one, I believe, or the day before, but either way, it happened right around game one. And um, yeah, that was a good PowerPoint. It seems like um, <laughs> it was definitely a good PowerPoint. Uh, we've, Vegas has scored now a total of, like you said, 12 goals to the Florida Panthers four. And I think we've gotten behind Bobrovsky 10 of those in 10 of those goals, if I'm not mistaken, or nine of those goals. It was four, four and then or four than four, eight goals. We've gotten eight goals behind Bobrovsky right now. So that's it's crazy. And then another one of the key highlights in this game, when you look back at game number two, and there's been so many highlights actually out of the first couple of games. It's going to make quite a highlight reel at the end of this series, um, especially if EGK goes on to win. Uh, but I think it's a better skills competition maybe moving forward when we get the all-star game here rather than having mark stone hitting a puck into lake bellagio whatever the heck that was i think you have to you know work on some sort of a skills competition where you have like a mark stone right you break the twig you go and you smash montour you grab an extra stick from the bench you skate up ice and then you you get the puck and you feed it to Howden, who finishes the play. That was stinking spectacular. That was amazing. So you have to start by one of my favorite plays in sports is the equipment manager assist in hockey, obviously. So what happens, player breaks a stick, they go to the bench, and then they come down, they score a goal right away. And when that happens, it doesn't happen very often, but there's video of when that does happen, the team on the bench mobs the assistant, mobs the, the equipment manager, whosoever job it is to provide the sticks over the boards when that happens. That was quick. So basically you had the uh, the primary assist, if you will, to uh, the equipment manager and getting Mark Stone the sticks so he can do that. I mean, listen, that's just a testament of who he is, and you don't stop playing. And, I mean, he's our captain for a reason. And if that play right there does not emulate leadership – then I don't know what does. Now, speaking of leadership, uh, you know, sometime we got to hit Paul Maurice here. I said after the first period that, you know, this is something I mentioned yesterday's show too, Tony. You do what your leader tells you to do. You follow the way the examples that they set, whether, you know, it's, whether it's a coach, whether it's a job, whether, you know, it's your manager or director somewhere on the Las Vegas Strip. And Paul Maurice, you know, so calmly after the game one press conference, Everyone just effing relax. Okay, I'm relaxed. Cool, I'm relaxed. And then after Marches so got lit the F up, call it what it is, in the first period when he gets elbowed in the head by not one but two Florida Panthers, you see Paul Maurice just make a beeline to the bench and dude is flipping out and just going bonkers. Yeah, And yeah. you watch that replay, like what is he so mad about? And... You can't, I just, my, again, another one of my tweets was, 
Are you telling me right now Paul Maurice is in the locker room? Okay, guys, stay calm. We got this. Here's how we're going to get back in this game. Everybody take a deep breath. No, he's out there going bonkers. He's kicking dogs and cats and Florida Panthers everywhere. And the dude just going bonkers. And the team is unhinged right now. The team is unhinged. And this is a testament to Bruce Cassidy staying calm, keeping the team poised. Will Carrier took kind of a bad penalty last night. The game was out of hand. Who cares? But outside of that, VGK has been extremely poised where the Panthers have not. And you're going to tell me now when they go down to Florida and have 15,000 fans screaming for the Panthers, are you going to tell me they're going to have more poise? No, they're going to come out even more physical, even not even desperate, just a more physical game. And I see more of the same happening in games three and four. Yeah, and Cassidy, a happy camper, and uh, at the second intermission, he already started packing his shorts uh, for Florida South. No sunscreen, though. No sunscreen. South Beach, Bruce. No sunscreen. Uh, As he has done all season long, Bruce Cassidy praised his team's depth last night and doesn't believe that any team could match up with VGK 1 through 19 each and every night. McCrimmel plan. We will talk about the Golden Knights' depth and how it has affected the first couple of games of the series and the big role it played on Monday night right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit and our man Chris Golick is always singing on pitch with the sing-alongs in the crowd. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part just needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure that every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And it doesn't stop there. Just go to eBay Motors and check out over. 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time at all and after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to lockdown golden knights tony cardasco and chris gallick from las vegas don't forget each and every friday it's wtf what the Friday, and of course, at that point, VGK could be leading the series three games to none and looking to close things out on Saturday. Uh, Chris, I did want to talk about uh, something that came across our timelines, and that was from Samantha Rivera. Um, a fan got out of control. She was doing a stand-up report, a live report back to Miami, and a fan gets in there, jumps into the frame. Nice uh, Desmond Howard-like stiff arm, you know, the Heisman. She stiff-armed the guy, but this fan, this hooligan, who definitely had too much to drink there, uh, should be tossed. Should be tossed from the oh, rest of this series. Stop Come it. on, man. Stop it. That's not cool. That wasn't cool. I'm not saying it's not cool, but we're not going to 86 someone for being a drunken goofball at a hockey game. Um, and listen, <laughs> it, was a, it was a great stiff-arm. You know, she did a great job of keeping her poise while playing a good <laughs> physical game and not getting in the box. I mean, maybe she should be behind the bench instead of Paul Maurice because she's got a lot more poise. You know, she she kept her cool on Twitter. She you know didn't necessarily uh, call Vegas a bunch of idiots or anything like that. You know, she uh, she handled herself well. So I think she should be the one in between the first and second intermission. You know, telling the team just to f and breathe. 
Okay, here are some statistics. We want to talk about depth. And I don't know if that Miami TV station had any depth here, but VGK definitely has some depth. Uh, Last night, uh, there were, uh, and through the first couple of games, nine VGK players have scored goals. And that is a Stanley Cup record through the first two games. Uh, Last night, they scored four goals on 13 shots, including three straight the Golden Knights. And then last night as well, Chris, uh, 13 players had a goal or an assist. And for VGK, it just all points back to their depth. And last night we saw where uh, the Florida Panthers had some issues uh, because Rasko Gudis was injured already before he even stepped on the ice. And they went with the 11 and 7 alignment. But VGK definitely is dominating there in the Department of Depth, and each and every night, as I mentioned, coming into the break, uh, Cassidy says 1 through 19, we could outmatch any team in the National Hockey League. Without Gudis on the ice, it's a different team. Uh, Only two minutes and 11 seconds of ice time last night. They knew something was going to be up there, and I think Paul Maurice wanted to see how long he could go and get whatever he could out of him. Um, I like him. I think he's actually a classy dude, given uh, his on-ice his on ice persona, if you will. And I hope he can make it back because, uh, you know, says as weird as it sounds, Vegas fans, he's a guy that I root for. I like him. I like talking to him. I do like his game. And, uh, you know, you don't want anyone injured at this stage. You want best on best and uh, I wish him well. I hope he can get back on the ice for games three and beyond. And so we can have, you know, just a good, uh, level, you know, best on best type of series. Um, but he definitely, when he's not in the lineup, it takes, you know, a lot of, of a lot of the, um, momentum away not so much that but it's kind of like i think it's kind of not having mark stone on the bench as far as just that vocal leader keeping uh everyone engaged and stuff like that um back to the depth yeah i mean we talked about this a lot leading up to the series we had plenty of shows obviously to tear the series apart before it even started due to the long break and i felt the bottom six and our it's arguable who even the bottom six is right now based on the minutes played for vegas but Point being is our lines three and four versus really the lines two, three, and four, if you will, now for the Florida Panthers, Vegas has that edge. And the thing is, the top players are scoring. March so's already got four goals. Like, or did he score two in the game one or whatever it was? March yeah. so's scoring. Um, Eichel is getting assists left and right right now. So the top line is scoring. The top lines are scoring, but the depth lines are doing it too. And you know, you even look on the defensive side, you know, Zach Whitecloud and Nick Haig as your third defensive pairing. That is by itself possibly the biggest edge in this series for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I'm curious what Paul Maurice, and this will probably be a topic for tomorrow, but I'm curious what Paul Maurice is going to dial up. You got Gudis injured. You have Kachuk completely unhinged right now. He's got over about 40 penalty minutes in two, in two games, has yet to play in the last five minutes of one of these games. Um you know, Paul Maurice, we're really going to see what he's made of right now, I guess, is the easiest way I can say that because he's going to need to do something. And what Vegas has lost how many games on the road is just uh, they lost one game two? in the Edmonton series, one game in the Dallas series. They have lost two, two games on the road. So everyone's yeah. talking about. Uh, and they've won you know, like 32 total games, 33 games uh, this entire season. He's got to get one. We got to win one. We got to win once on Thursday or Saturday. It's all you got to do. Would be, it would be nice for VGK to come back home if they do go on to win this series and wrap it up here. I know you're getting chills. I know. It's <laughs> awesome. No, it's great for fans like you. It's really, I mean, that's like, 
I, to me, that's the best part of watching this run is the fans. And I know you've been a season ticket holder from day one, you mm-hmm. know, with this club. So I, it's really exciting. You got the uh, check stubs to prove it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and VGK uh, had its 11th third goal period in the third last night, 11 in the playoffs. Again, we've talked so much about whether or not this team would show up come playoff time and continue to score consistently. Okay, question for you. The second Marshall goal, we saw Florida had just four players on the ice, and I think three of them went to Jack Eichel. (laughs) Is this considered a power play goal? No. Uh, (laughs) No, but I honestly didn't see what happened um, as far as how that happened. I mean, listen, Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice, he's got to figure it out. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Um, control your bench, control the situation, and uh, he needs to uh, just f and breathe a little bit more, I guess. Yeah, and for Marcia, so nine goals in his last nine games. He's really come on as that consistent scorer. And uh, Al Powers, a local photographer who does cover VGK, had an interesting stat uh, earlier this morning uh, that he tweeted out with just all the plus minuses of the that that top line for VGK. I mean, it's just outstanding. And I had to, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, and again, okay, he goes, wow, how about these plus minus stats? Eichel, Barbashev, Marshasov, plus 16, plus 12, plus 13 in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah, so it's, it's nuts. I mean, isn't that crazy? Those, the, of those everyday players, starting at Nick Wah, who's been on line four-ish, plus two, Stevenson plus three, Mark Stone. Mark Stone's only a plus five. I say only because you go up to that top line of Marcuso, Eichel, and Barbashev. I mean, 16, 13, 13. Mark, Mark, Nick, Nick Haig, as a third-pairing defenseman, is a plus 10. That's the one that Man. gets me, and White Cloud as well. We talked about White Cloud how good of a season he had despite all the injuries last year for the Vegas Golden Knights. And Barbashev, Barbashev was the best player on the ice last night. They've got to re-sign him. They have to re-sign him. He just does so many good things. for Barbashev or Aiden Hill, who are you re-signing, Tony? Only one stand. I know. No. Only one stand. No, I'm going to figure a way to do some shenanigans there with the salary cap, and I'll definitely figure it out. All right, folks, here's a take. You ready? Aiden Hill will not be a Golden Knight next year. Come on. Okay, on one of our I'm not shows, saying I don't want Aiden Hill to be a Golden Knight next year. Let's be okay, clear. On one of our shows, but you also said Logan Thompson was going to get traded before the season. Yeah, they were going to use Aiden William Carlson as trade bait, too. I said that also. That didn't work out either. <laughs> well, we were hoping. We were hoping. But, uh, you were no, hoping. I think one of our postseason shows has to be ranking the goaltenders coming into next season. And we're, I think that would be a fun – that's going to be a fun episode to do because who stays, who goes, who stays on the snake farm, all that stuff. I don't think Aiden Hill stays next season, folks. I'm sorry. VGK also scored seven goals in a row in this series. Again, just eye-popping numbers, and hopefully this continues as they head to Florida. It's only a two-game lead. All these numbers are cool. It's awesome. But, you know, now we're in cliche time, Tony. We're in cliche time. You're not in trouble until you – Is it you... time yet? What's that? Is it winning time yet? I hope so, but right, it's still Florida still is alive in the cliche pool. You're not in trouble until you lose a game at home, and that's an important thing to mention. I'll counter that with uh, VGK being what do we say, ten and two on the road in the playoffs or something like that. Whatever the whatever the stat line is, you know, six and two, eight and two, whatever it is, I don't care. 
you know, that's that's what stands out to me. And uh, can Florida protect their jungle or pet farm or pet land, whatever they call their arena down there? Okay, VGK in Florida. They are off until Thursday. That's when Game 3 takes place. South Beach Bruce can get in a full tanning day there in South Florida. But will the tempers cool down for Game Number 3? We'll get into that and much, much more. We were t- okay. That's our entire. All right. That's there it is. Second. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. And coming up next again, we'll talk about uh, whether or not the temperatures continue to rise. Right after this, on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Thank you so much for all of those really nice and kind comments. And uh, we definitely appreciate that from all of you out there. Uh, and, and we like to engage with the fans as well. It's been a ton of fun. And you can find us on Twitter at Lockdown VGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And go to the YouTube channel and subscribe <laughs> there. That thing is just absolutely blowing up. We had a little exchange, I think, with uh, one of the friendly fans from Florida, didn't you? I mean, listen, we had this clown just chirping left and right. And that's fine. Like, I want you to chirp, and I'm going to give it back to you. And if, and if uh, you know, you're able, if your team is able to do better than my team, chirp me back, and I'll gladly take it just the way I'm going to give it. But uh, Jeffrey Berry, uh, be afraid. Be, this is before game one. You know, let's see. What the heck are you talking about? Being down, being down a record-breaking Boston three games to one is more pressure than Vegas ever felt. Panthers are undefeated in six overtime games. Yeah, I get to overtime first. Panthers are undefeated in six overtime games, not to mention a four-overtime game. I think the pressure, you guys are clueless about the Florida Panthers on an 11-1 win streak. You will all learn very soon. Be afraid. Be very afraid. I'm afraid the goal lines aren't going to win this thing at home, Jeff Barry. You're right. I'm afraid. You really do think that VGK should uh, sweep? Because you said that could have been the last game at the Fortress last night. I said there's a chance, absolutely. You know, and I was very – I made sure to tell Chris a bunch of times, just in case this is the last time we're at T-Mobile this season, take a look around as we're walking out. You know, watch everyone walking down the stairs, get these memories in your head, because it could be the last time. And I hope it is. I don't think it's going to be. I think Vegas, I think uh, Florida's going to win one of these games. You got to assume they're going to figure out a way to do that. But just in case, I'm trying to keep grounded in the moment. I did the same thing when uh, the Vegas lost to the Montreal Canadiens in the conference final to go down 3-2. I said the same thing. Chris, this could be the last time we're uh, walking out these doors. Just take a look around, try and enjoy it for a second, because... This is what's going to be in your head for the next, uh, you know, three or four months. If uh, you know, depending on how it all works out. Uh, last night, that uh, was uh, again penalty minutes, a deciding factor, perhaps. Uh, just again, just gets out of control. Uh, all of those uh, players that were run at the end, eighty-four minutes for Florida, sixty-four for the VGK, hundred and forty-eight total penalty minutes. Is Florida at some point going to settle down and stay out of the box in game three? And I have to ask that. And this is an honest question, Chris, because I went back to the box scores from the last series against the Hurricanes, and it was 10 minutes, Florida's penalty minutes, 10, 6, 8, and 12. So that was 36, a, per, a per game breakdown, how many penalty minutes they got? Yeah, 36 total in a four-game series. That was it. Oh, they, they, they do that. <laughs> I mean, so can this team settle? Can they settle? Yeah, they had 36, I think, 
in the first period, or definitely in the third period. So the so the Florida Panthers last night almost do- more than doubled their complete penalty minute output in the last series. Yes. Listen, as when I ref the beer league games, guys, I see this. This is very similar to what I'm seeing, and maybe this isn't fair to the Panthers and their fans, but I'll say it anyway. You have one team who, you know, they're probably they're going to be the league champions. You have one team that's, uh, you know, they're going to be the last place in that league. And, you know, the game starts, the game is kind of close, maybe for three or four minutes, and then the better team scores a goal or two. And then the losing team just gets pissed off that it's happening and they can't keep up and they're taking penalties. They're trying, they're not even trying to play dirty. They're just trying to keep up and, you know, they start committing penalties and stuff. Then the game just gets completely away from them. That is exactly what has happened through the first two games. I'm not saying Florida is not a worthy opponent. I'm not saying anything negative about Florida's path to get here. Besides Toronto, Toronto's a layup. Toronto doesn't count. That, that That's a layup for any team. But Boston, Carolina, give them all the credit in the world for beating them, especially Boston. Now, for whatever reason, once they get to the cup final, I mean, Vegas is a great team. Vegas has earned all the respect, whether people want to acknowledge it. Vegas has earned all the respect as they are two games away from even if Vegas fades and loses the next four. Vegas has earned respect. It's been a remarkable year, win, lose or draw at this point. But the Florida Panthers through two games have not even been close to their best. And, you know, I thought they were decent in game one, but they became unhinged, obviously, in the third period. And then this game. So. I don't know, you know, you mentioned earlier when they go back home, are they going to have the poise? Are they going to stay calm and keep, you know, all that stuff? No, definitely not. They're definitely not going to be poised at home. How how would you think they're going to be poised at home with uh, all those fans cheering for them? They're going to want to get the crowd on their feet. They're going to want to get crazy. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Bruce Cassidy following game number two said he called it a man's game. <laughs> and he also said, you have to take a punch to the face yep. so be it yep. i love this guy he also um said you're playing he, this was this was a shot you're playing the most penalized team in the playoffs you're going to get your opportunities he's taking a shot there he's he's using some verbal warfare to you know put on the bulletin board for the florida panthers or paul maurice whatever i mean you know to a degree there are people paying attention to these pressers and you know, the two um, clubs are talking. They're not talking to the media. They're not talking to the fans. They're using the media to talk to each other. And, you know, someone on the Florida Panthers is watching this. They're like, OK, you got us there. OK. And Aiden Hill, you said last night getting the loudest ovation, perhaps even louder than that of Mark andre Fleury when he was here. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Um, you really haven't heard a lot of Hill chants and Aiden chants, and you had four individuals that probably paid up, uh, you know, six, seven k a ticket right behind uh, Aiden Hill last night. White T-shirts spelled out Hill, and credit them for getting the spelling right and sitting in the right chairs. I've seen that go go uh, worse for some other fans in the past, but uh, they 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 won the first grade spelling bee by by that. So good job, and it was nice to see one the very first uh, big save of the game that Berhage uh, breakaway right away. The camera got him, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. And you know he's um, he right now is if there's one player you're going to say would we be here with you know if it wasn't for the play of insert blank here would the vegas gold knights be here and i think hill is the answer and that's not a knock on brassois brassois earned the net he was playing wonderful and i don't know if the fate would have been any different if brassois was a starting goalie that's an interesting topic possibly 
for the off season, but Hill has checked every single box and uh, he's going to be checking a lot of boxes in his bank account. Cause that's about to get pretty big in about the next uh, probably uh third 24 days. And you know, when July 1st starts. 93% of the time, the team that wins the first two games wins the Stanley cup. 12 years. Vancouver, right. Was the last time that team was up to nothing. To the Bruins. You think, yeah, I mean, you'd like to see VGK come back here and win a cup, right? That's why in Chris keeps saying – that's why little Chris keeps calling Florida to win a game right now. He wants he wants it, and so do I, but, you know, let's um, let's win the cup first. You know, let's uh, – I mean, in a perfect world – the perfect world is lose on Thursday, win on Saturday. I don't want to go Saturday with them up 3 nothing, kind of in the back of my head hoping the team loses, but – Let's just win the cup wherever it happens. If it can happen at home, obviously that would be, uh, yeah, that would be that'd be be good to erase the memory of uh, Ovi carrying the cup off Team Mobilize. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will have uh, Bruce Cassidy giving us some tanning tips in South Beach um, and much, much more on the way. We'll see what happens today, and we'll see how uh, things unfold there as VGK gets set to travel for games three and four. And last night, I tweeted out. If this game continues like the way it's going, it's a man's game. Uh, games, game number three would be played in Sunrise Hospital, not Sunrise, Florida. Oh, I got a weather was- report. You said the temperature. Hold on. This is a terrible time for this, but uh, I, 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 I searched it. So you <laughs> said the, te- the temperature rising. Chris 84, 84 today, 87 Humidity. on Wednesday. Humidity. Humidity. Probably, probably 106. Yeah. 67 today. Um Thursday, 88, Friday, 88, Saturday, 89. So, yes, the temperature will be rising in Sunrise, Florida. Bam. And we'll, of course, uh, keep you up to date on any of the latest developments. Follow us on Twitter for any of the latest news. One rat thrown on the ice last night. One rat. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. And then he hits it to the VGK bench. Like, yeah, good job, good Chuck. Oh, you sent a message. Hit hit the rat to the the VGK bench. Yeah, that's going to prove a point. Get out of here, idiot. We'd like to thank our everydayers, folks that tune in each and every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. For my man, Chris Golick, we thank you all for tuning in. I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. See you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.